For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode of Blue Switch Breakaway is brought to you by you, the fans. That's right. Go to patreon.com slash Breakaway today to get access to our BSBOTs, where last week we talked in-depth coaching changes and some other nonsense as well, including the Chicago first overall pick. And then also our access to our Discord and summer nonsense and a lot more. On today's episode, we have actor Ben Norris talking to us about his Ranger fandom, some other other stuff. We talk about Sheldon Keefe. We talk about the possible coach change for the New York Rangers and who we would like and why and answer a bunch of five-star questions. So without further ado, here's not the future coach of the New York Rangers, Mark Messier. Here we go. Hi, everybody. It's Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the number one Rangers podcast. Bush Break events. Welcome to the Bush Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead, and welcome to the summer of speculation and nonsense. Gregory, how are you? Say hello. So, the people living above us, uh, I, I, I don't know them personally. They seem like fine people. They're generally just here from Memorial Day onward, okay? So, they've probably been gone. They popped in for a couple weeks there in the winter, bounced out. Fine. Great. Grand. It makes my life easy. Don't ever have to deal with them. Except, Ryan... It's very clear that they've been here recently. Opened the windows to let the air in and out mm-hmm. through the apartment and have since left. Uh, they need to change the batteries in their smoke alarm. And how I know that is I hear the beep all the oh, fucking no. time. And there's nothing I can do. And they left? And it's, it's, it's been going on for four days. That's actually torture. It might have gone on for months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, between the Mets stink... The Rangers stink, the Knicks stink, oh. the horses stink, the fucking fire alarm upstairs. I, I'm going insane. I'm, Guys, I'm you, don't, it. you don't want to hear this, but there was the top post on Reddit today was the Rangers are with the combined we're recording before game seven. In case somebody was wondering tonight mm. for a cracking game. The Rangers combined record against the remaining four teams was uh, 11, one and one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, but I don't. I don't care about that. Stuff. I don't that, care, that but I do think I do legitimately think that the Rangers, if they win that game seven, are in the Eastern Conference Finals right now, and I'm sick to my stomach about. Well, it. Well, yeah, because we how many times do we have to say we just own the Carolina Hurricanes? They don't scare me. They don't put the fear of God in me. I know. I wish. I wish we could have proven that out. Really do. Really yeah, do. Well, you know, uh, it would have helped if some guys showed up. So instead, you and I, and I, I guess this is uh, how we'll kind of open the show. It's it's fair to root for former New York New York Rangers legends in this case, right? Like Jack Eichel. Oh, you're watching. I mean, <laughs> well, no, not 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 Game Seven of Vegas Oilers because it was on at ten at ten p.m. That's and amazing, by the way. It, I, oh, what are I, they doing? I, I don't know. It's tough. I, I get it's, it. It's on ESPN. It's not on the NHL. I I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's a little bit of both because, you know, if the NHL mattered at all. You could see a scenario where you could have had Boston Sixers at one. You could have had Oilers Vegas at four. And then you could have had Sunday Night Baseball. At the same time, Ryan, we're big baseball boys. 
It was the last place Red Sox. Now I know they're over 500, but they're still in last place by some eight games. And the 10 game under 500 Cardinals, you can't move that to ESPN two. You just yeah. don't want. It. But the sad part, Ryan, is it got it. It would have gotten better ratings than the hockey game anyway. That is sad, and it is true. And I was shocked that 76ers Boston Celtics was at like an afternoon game for Game uh, it Seven. Surprise, doesn't surprise me. Think about um. Think about how the NFL schedules games for Sundays and like those first three rounds. Those, you usually get a three thirty game. You get a three thirty and six. Yeah, yeah. The three thirty on Sunday is like prime time. You don't want to take up anyone's. You don't want to go up against Premier TV starting yep. at eight o'clock onward. Succession or anything like that. You don't want to go too early, especially on a Mother's Day. Like you want to, you want to give the buffer there that like 10 to two area. to So, do so maybe 10 PM was the, was the key. No, like I, moms seven, are asleep. It should have been at seven and ESPN should have moved baseball to ESPN too. But again, the sad thing is like, if you're just going based off the numbers, I think ESPN put the more highly rated, better viewing audience thing on at seven o'clock. And the sad thing was that's a baseball game in May. Yeah, that's true. Game seven, uh, Oilers go out sad yet again, home ice. Uh, okay, cool. Congratulations, guys. Mm. Turns out maybe talent doesn't matter because not only did the Oilers go out, uh, but the Leafs went out in sad fashion to the Just Panthers. The goalies, man. Like, how many times do we have to come on this podcast and say how important the goalie is come playoff time? Now, I'm not saying Vegas, like Bobrovsky in Florida, got hot at the exact right time for the first time in what, like two years, six years, two three years. Um. And then Vegas, I, they really – it's hard to say anything besides lucky on their end. But, you know, Samsonov picked up an injury at the wrong time. I don't think he was playing all that well before that anyway. But that that's um, – what can you do there? And then in Edmonton, we all knew the Jack Campbell contract was bad the second it was signed. It was so bad the second it was signed. So awful. And I know he played well for Toronto, but you can't get tricked like that. Don't get tricked. There are guys every single year in every sport that look really well. And I think goalies goalies are probably the number one uh, version of that, where it's like, this guy looked great last year. Did you ever consider it was a one-year thing? Which is why it was so impressive Like when Igor was able to replicate, very similarly, his play style over the past three years. It's like, okay, well, he's the real deal. Great. Awesome. But these other goalies, they just don't do that. They have Some goalies will have amazing years, and then they were they're entirely a pile of garbage the next yeah, that's what I, Campbell did. I remember we had a conversation with Shayna sometime this year. I don't remember exactly when. Um, and we were discussing Kyle Dubas and the Leafs a little bit. Now, I know that his future is hanging in the balance, and it sounds like he's either going to be in Toronto or he's going to do the David Stearns thing and just take a year off. But I remember saying that of all the things you can knock Dubas for, I don't think you can knock him on the goalie situation because outside of like five guys, five reliable dudes, I think the goalie market is kind of like the head coaching market where everyone else is kind of just the same and you're just trying to catch lightning in a bottle. And that's why like most goalies you should treat like major league baseball relievers and just don't give them multi-year contracts. Just outside of the Igors, the Sorokins, the Vasilevskis, um, Hellebuck, Ottinger, I think you could put in there. I, I also, I know Markstrom wasn't great this year, but I'd feel su- super comfortable with Markstrom moving forward. Outside of those guys, 
Soros in Nashville, I think you have to put up there. I think everybody else is just kind of like a little different of the same. And you're just hoping to get lucky with one of them. Like, would you feel confident if Freddie Anderson was your goalie on a nightly basis? But would you feel like, yeah, maybe I can get lucky. Like, I'd, I'd feel the same about him as I, like, that, honestly, I think the Leafs played the Jack Campbell thing perfect, where he played above his head for a couple of years, and they're like, dope, good luck, <laughs> we'll see you later. I mean, think about the goalies that are, that have won over the past, like, decade. It's not like Marc-Andre Fleury was, an, I know he was a very high draft pick, but he wasn't an all-time goalie. He's... No, I, Vasilevsky is one. Quick. Um, yeah, Quick has a, a couple. Two cups. Outrageous that it happened. But, like, it is Matt, Matt Murray has a cup. He got hot at the right time, and he won a Stanley Cup. Yeah. It, it's You guys some, have watched Matt Murray, right? Yeah. Hot, hot goalies, man. If, if you get a hot goalie, great. But there are just, like, I don't know. It's such a fickle position for most players that I think it's it's hard for me. I think, like, I think Dubas played it right by trying to Jack Campbell played better than he did and wasn't the reason why the Leafs left. I you know, Samsonov got hurt. I can't blame that on him. Wall played fine behind Samsonov too. The reason the Leafs are out of the playoffs is not because of their goalie. Whereas Edmonton Edmonton is out of the playoffs because of their goalie. That's it, true. The stars like, straight straight up did not show up for the Leafs, period. End of story. Very similar to the New York Rangers. But uh, worse, actually. I don't know if Jesus that's possible. Christ, the Mets suck. They're really bad. They're bad, dude. I, yeah. I, God something that. something about them feels, the vibes feel off. Well, they don't have any pitching. That's probably the vibes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, goalies, speaking of positions that are hard to judge. Um, or, or even head coaches. They're very similar. Uh, yeah. Because... So, I guess... We got to address. We didn't talk about it on this podcast. We talked about it on BSBOT. If you want to hear like a real deep dive on some goalie stuff, you could, I mean, the goalie rather head coaches. Uh, it's on our BSBOT from last week. We mm-hmm. won't go into all of them again. But uh, the Sheldon, Sheldon, you want to talk about the Sheldon Keith of it? Yeah, I think that's where I'm going here. Yeah. Uh, so the president of the Leafs, Shanahan, did not speak today. Uh, he's going to speak later in the week. Usually, that's a sign that things are going to change. I don't know. The Islanders, Lou, the owner, and Lane Lambert all haven't spoken since the playoffs ended. Okay, the Islanders is a little different. <laughs> I don't... I also, Lou might not have a qu- contract question mark. That I mean, like it's twenty twenty three. What the fuck are we doing? This is why no one will take the Islanders seriously. You want to play these clandestine games? Good for you. We're all just going to move on and cover other shit. Like. The whole point, a lot of things you can say Dolan does wrong. But to a certain point, he keeps his teams in the news. And while... Oh, not to a certain point. To a serious point. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying all PR is good PR. There's a line. And Dolan doesn't have to be out there talking about like facial recognition software or anything. I honestly didn't. I honestly didn't hate that article. I thought it was pretty funny. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> like if the Islanders, by intentionally not being a story, you're telling everybody to not give a fuck about you. That's that's that is bad business. Imagine they do Ryan, you and I just like stop tweeting. Yeah, I just that would not work out. I don't know. It's not like the island. I know the Islanders are in quote unquote a big market. Long Island is a big market. But they're they're fighting for fan share with the Rangers constantly, and uh, they just do a terrible job making sure that anybody wants to be a fan of theirs. <laughs> it's impossible to follow them. Yeah. Matt Barzell was like injured for months; no one knew anything. He just oh, showed up. He could day. be injured right now. I wouldn't fucking know. That's true. Uh, yeah, apparently Lou might have signed a contract. Who knows? Anyway, um, yeah, Sheldon Keefe. So Sheldon Keefe could be let go by the Leafs this week. Mm-hmm. 
if that is the case, he is by far the front runner for the New York Ranger job. Because I don't Mike know if by far. I think I, w- I like, would say he he would be odds on favorite. You really think so? I do. Yeah, because I, I Knobloch is my guy. I think Knobloch's the guy they should go with. Just I, I don't even know if he's like a great coach or not. He didn't win with Connor McDavid. I get that. But just because he knows how the system works here, he mm-hmm. understands the inner workings of New York Rangers. And he's on the same page with Chris Drury because he's Chris Drury handpicked. That's super important. But Sheldon Keefe, I just see a, a change of scenery. I see they, they want NHL experience. Apparently, that's that's what all the insiders are saying. That's the, one of their number one things. And if you look at the other retreads, it's just like, please, no thank you. And I, if I have to think about Mike Babcock for, I don't know, 12 more minutes, yeah, if I'm I have good. to talk about him for a I'd, season, no I'll probably throw up every episode. Yeah, I'd, wanna, I'd want someone to beat me up like Mike Babcock beats up his players. Yeah, just like that. Um, I actually don't, I don't even think I could say allegedly. <laughs> no, it's out there, buddy. Usually not the I, one, I'm not alleging it. Someone else did, and I'm repeating those words. Usually I would say at this point, allegedly, but I don't think I need to. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, so we were obviously, I think, safe to say we were big Keith boys the first time around. 2019, what a year. David Quinn. God, it feels so much longer than that. I know. Was it really 2019? <laughs> yeah, dude. I would have told you 2017. Like, if you... <laughs> If you just asked me, it's like, Greg, when were we talking about Sheldon Keefe? I would have been like, I When did know. the Rangers hire David Quinn? Uh, 2018? No, I, you're right. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, like, it felt so much longer ago. Um, Keefe, ah, it's it's tough. Because it's he's another guy where it's hard a little bit to justify the failures in Toronto to, I think, your average hockey fan. Truly. Like... You have Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Willie Nylander, uh, Morgan Riley, decent goaltending throughout. You brought in guys like Tyson Berry at different points. Um, Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly. You, you, you've, there should – John Tavares, Jesus Christ, how do we not mention him? Like there's obviously like the New York Rangers, plenty of talent there where they should have won. Now here's my counterpoint a little bit. I do think organizations, you get to a certain point where narrative becomes truth a little bit. Where, like, I think the amount of pressure that was on the Maple Leafs to get out of the first round, these guys are fucking human. Like, that is wearing on them. And again, like, as good as the Leafs were, many of those first rounds, they were going up against extremely talented Boston Bruin and Tampa Bay Lightning teams. Now there, you know, and I throw out everything in the bubble. Who gives a shit about anything that happened in the bubble or what the Canadians did to them or any of that nonsense? I don't care. It it's it's irrelevant. That season doesn't exist. I know there are names on the cup from that year, but it's bullshit, and I don't care. It's flat out done. Forget about it. And say the same thing about the the next season where they were only playing in the Canada division. Like I just anything that happened in the bubble or shortened seasons, throw it out. I don't care. Um. But, like, that was a really good Lightning team they lost to last year. It was a, you know, the Panthers, they just, Bobrovsky got hot at the right time this year. The Leafs overcame the Lightning in round one. I will say this. Keith, if we're hoping he comes in, all of a sudden is like a star whisperer. Um, Obviously, like, the Marners, the Matthews, the Nylanders, they're great in the regular season. That's not a problem. Um, I don't know how much stock we should be putting on, like, will Sheldon Keefe unleash Artemi Panarin in the playoffs? 
Isn't that at some point more on Panarin than it is on whoever is coaching the New York Rangers would be my counter. Uh, I, the, this was a very long rant for me to get to the two things that I think people have a problem with. One, Keith doesn't necessarily have a great track record of playing younger players up the lineup. And two, I guess my question is like, who does? And it's not like Marner isn't young and all this. Well, no, young. no, but also like, it's really tough. Yeah. Keith should have, I get like, what young players did he not give a chance to like Michael Bunting all of a sudden became a star playing next to Austin Matthews. But you have a lineup with Matthew Matthews, Nylander, Marner and Tavares, like much like the New York Rangers. I think most coaches look at that and go, you expect me to play somebody else. Besides these guys? I know, but it is funny when you say Michael Bunting as like a kid. Michael Bunting's like three years old. 26, older. yeah. He's no, he 27. He's very, very old rookie. Than um, Austin Matthews. But I I mean, like, that's the, like, that would essentially be like the Rangers hoping Colin Blackwell became that guy. And it's just like, it worked for Bunting, it didn't for Blackwell. Dem to breaks. Uh, but I do think defensively, you could say like, Rasmus Sandin didn't really get a shake there. Um, Timothy Lilligren really hasn't gotten a shake there. And it's not like the guys on the defensive end are more outside of like Morgan Riley. It's more name than substance. Like Tyson Berry, it's a name everybody knows, but he's not exactly Tyson Berry anymore. And you're still not giving younger guys a chance to play over those guys. I think that's a qualified knock, but I just, to your point, Ryan, I just think NHL coaches as a whole, unless it's those four or five guys that we've singled out as like, good coach i think it's kind of just a different brand of vanilla and if i'm gonna have to eat vanilla ice cream i think i'd rather it come from sheldon Keefe, who i at least have confidence will get my stars to play like my stars and put them in a position to succeed and he's never had a goalie he's never had a goalie well but I, again i like i to his credit while he hasn't had a star goalie they have gotten the most out of what they've had I, I never have. felt like while there are times like we can all say the Leafs should have gone out and gotten the a Leafs goalie. regular season is over in November every season they're yep. in the playoffs. Yep, uh, but it's like over. whatever the the 100th percentile season from Jack Campbell, the Leafs got it. Freddie Anderson was a reliable goalie for them, and he couldn't stay healthy. But the Leafs got the absolute best out of him. I think the Leafs did a really good job this year managing Samsonov. So like, no, they haven't had a star goalie, but I do think. Keith and his staff have done a good job of getting the most out of what they are given. And I think Dubas did a good job of identifying talent on the cheaper end that he knew he had to save somewhere by paying all these guys. And he did it in the goalie market. So like Keith with stars and a star goalie, but at the same time, Ryan, I guess let me play devil's advocate a little bit. Sure. I know we don't like Peter Laviolette. We don't think he's going to, we will criticize that hiring every day that we do this podcast at the same time. Peter Laviolette's the coach. Like, the Rangers are in the playoffs next year as long as Igor Shosturkin plays 55 games. Yeah, as long as Igor was fine. The so Rangers then, are in the playoffs. So then, yeah, I guess, like, if someone wants to say, like, oh, Keith, it, to the Leafs, to your point, you said the Leafs are in the playoffs by November. The Rangers should be in the playoffs by December every season with the I, core that they have and the goalie they have. I just look at it. That, that's why I think Knobloch is the guy. Because no matter kind of what happens, the Rangers should be in the playoffs just based on talent alone of right. the team. Right. That's why, like, that's, I think, why we're so against the retread with, I guess, the exception being Keith. But even Keith, like, I'd be like, if Keith comes to New York and fails again, it's his last head coaching job. 
So, like, if you're Sheldon Keefe, I know this sounds weird, but wouldn't you rather go somewhere like, say, Columbus and build it from the ground floor and prove that you can do it and be there for the long – like, if Sheldon Keefe comes to New York and the Rangers don't win, he's not getting another job in the NHL. He might not. I think that's actually a really good point. Whereas if he goes to Ottawa – if you, or... Yeah, if you go to a place where you're not necessarily expected to win and you get to, like, stamp your mark. Like, Anaheim, perfect example. Young roster, talent oozing out of that roster, ready to take that next step forward. But if they don't make the playoffs next year, not a colossal failure. Yeah, Blackhawks. <laughs> well, they, I, I think they like whoever they No, the I know, I know. I'm just but laughing. To, no, them. but to your point, like, if you're Keith and you come to New York and you make the playoffs but you don't do anything in the playoffs – that like how quickly are you Bruce Boudreau? And I know Bruce kept getting jobs, but at some point he's going to stop getting jobs. I think uh, I the retread era is not done. It's no, very no, far, no, no, no. very far from over. But maybe we're taking a step away from Boudreau this time. Like I, I don't know if Boudreau is going to get another job. He might, he might. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, we're talking about Laviolette and Babcock. You really want me to rule out Bruce how are, Boudreau? How the hell are we talking about Babcock? It doesn't, it doesn't make I, I, sense. I, this is. The point we've been circling this entire time is that the New York Rangers are going to make the playoffs next year. So I don't need a steady hand to get the New York Rangers to the playoffs. I am confident, Ryan, that you could get the New York Rangers to the playoffs next year. Igor, but, get out there and be yourself. Igor, okay. Like, okay, all coach. you need to do is keep Benoit Allaire, and you will get the Rangers to the playoffs. The question is, how much of a role does this next coach need to play in order to get these guys to perform in the playoffs, and I think Gallant's complete hands-off attitude wasn't a, was the wrong mix. I actually just want to make some people mad. I'm going to oh, do it boy. real quick. Yeah, yeah. I legitimately think you and I could coach the team and get us to the playoffs. Like, like I, I, I'm not to joking. the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I, absolutely. Because I'm not joking. Like, all, I, I think you I and I would set the lines. There would yeah. build chemistry. We'd be handoff coaches. We would take all the blame, all the time. Like, nope, it's on me. It's not the players. Great. They would love that. Yeah, I legitimately think we could do it. Yeah, and people would be like, oh, yeah, but you, you can't draw a fucking face-off play up for your life. You're right, I can't. I'll just show the team everything Derek Stepan did in the Game 7 against Washington, and I'll be like, guys, this is our one face-off play. Also, this is the only one we're watching. I, you think you think Gerard Glant drew up the plays? Go back no, and watch. He didn't no. drew up the plays at Mike all. Kelly was the guy with the clipboard, and I oh, <laughs> God, it's just like, yeah, I, but that's the point. Like, the, this roster, even the deconstructed version of this roster. They are going to make the playoffs next year. So I, I don't care. Like Peter Laviolette comes in, the Rangers get 115 points. People are going to be like, wow, look at the job Peter Laviolette did. And I'm like, no, this team's just fucking good. Like it, the rest of the division probably just isn't as good as we think it is. I don't think the Islanders are tep- taking a step forward next year. The blue jackets are three years away from being competitive. The Philadelphia Flyers just hired Keith Jones as their president oh, of the hockey operations. I mean, can we just take a moment to celebrate the Philadelphia Flyers? I love everything Philly's doing. I don't think they should change. Flat they, out, period. They, I, great job. Keep going. The um, Sixers thing is disgusting. Joel Embiid, future Nick Great, question mark? I uh, hope so. Yeah. I Listen, I'd love it. But, like, the Devils. The Devils, I'm very curious to see what happens with their offseason because they're either going to set themselves up for five years of dominance or they're going to take a huge motherfucking step back. Big time. If they lose Brat, I mean, even if they lose one, Brat or Meyer. I think if they lose back. specifically Brat. Correct. Specifically Brat. Yes. I want that guy out of the division. 
by all he's, means. He's the biggest, other than Jack Hughes, he's the biggest problem from that for that team. Yeah. And then you you got to look at the Penguins. Like, are the Penguins coming back? Are the, are the Capitals coming back? Seems like no. The Capitals, are, take, Capitals are taking a clear step back. They're kind Crosby of will be around. He'll be around. Yeah, but the Capitals are entering that, like, Twilight Kobe era where it's going to be a team designed to just get Ovechkin points and not points in the standings. Yeah, I don't. It's not like they have a lot of young talent either. Or no, and pool. again, the Hurricanes, like, good for them. I don't care what they do in the regular season. I'll beat them in the playoffs. I'm good. So, like, I don't feel like the Metro is the monster it felt like coming into this year. So I know the Rangers are going to make the playoffs. So now I just need to identify a coach that will be willing to make adjustments in very difficult games. That that, And I just, like... I have a track record with every guy that the Rangers are looking at outside of Knobloch where I just know what they're going to do come playoff time, and it's going to be a wet fart. I know. I know. And and I think Adam Herman was tweeting about this the other day where it's like if you if your one criteria is NHL coaching experience for the big market, you would have cut out Rod. You would have cut out Bednar. You would have cut out like Cooper. multiple – yeah, Cooper. You would have cut out all the great coaches there are in the NHL today. Like, yeah, if you- the, honestly, I think we mentioned this very briefly last year. Like, it's unfortunate the Rangers season was as successful as it was last year because Bruce Cassidy doesn't become available all the time. Like, if you no, want to go doesn't. retread, the Bruins, listen, it worked out for him. Jim Montgomery, great coach, blah, 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 all that stuff. But, ah. like, <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, some of that's just bad luck. I, I think I know some of it's all Mark like not disclosing or they knew that he was hurt. It's very strange. Yeah, but I, right there. But there are little things that happened there with Boston at the end. That, and again, Bobrovsky got hot. What are you going to do? But like Bruce Cassidy, I think firmly top five guy for us. I think that's fair. Yeah. So, you know, if again, it's the same reason we talk about Rod all the time. It's the same reason we talk about all these guys there. It's a class of five dudes in my eyes. Where if they're available, I will hire them regardless of how it ended the season before with the team they were with. Everybody else, like, I, how excited would you be if Sheldon Keefe was the Rangers head coach? Would it what, actually? Uh, let, me one to 10? It. let me rephrase it. Would your excitement about Sheldon Keefe becoming the head coach be more about him being appointed or the fact that it wasn't somebody else being appointed? It's the it's the latter, and I don't think it's particularly close. So like. In a vacuum, you'd probably put Keith at like a five and a half out of ten. That's exactly where I was going. I was like five, five-ish. But it, but if it's Keith and not Babcock or Laviolette, that moves it to an eight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If the answer is, hey, we're hiring somebody, it's not Babcock or Q. You're like, great. Uh, almost, I almost want the Rangers to announce their new coach as breaking. We are not hiring Peter Laviolette. Like, I, that tweet will get more interaction than whatever the – tweet that announces they'll never do it because laviolette is a respected guy but well they'll also never do it because that's a terrible way to promote your new guy but at the same time i'm saying that's the tweet i'm going to do like i will i i already know it i am if it's if it's not laviolette i am quote tweeting whoever the we have appointed so-and-so head coach being breaking the new york rangers have not hired peter laviolette i just I I can't believe how in I am on Knobloch. And it's it's if you ask me like what if they appointed Keith, what would I be? Like five and a half. I'd be like Knobloch, I'm like a six, so it's not like that much higher. But I just I'm I've read all the articles, 
I've read Larry. I've read Vince. I've done the search. I read I read uh, Emily Kaplan on ESPN. I did it all, and I came away with like this just longing for something to love. And the only thing I've I've really stuck to emotionally at all is Knobloch, because I know him the most, and that's it. That's I, it. I actually think you know him the least, and that's why you like him. That's probably part of it. I know him. I know. I know he's my guy in our organization, and I know him the least, and I want to find out. There, there is an actual undefined ceiling with Chris Knobloch. Now, there's also an undefined floor, and if you're a pessimist, that could be the only thing you're thinking about. The big problem with the Laviolettes and the Babcocks is I know what the fucking ceiling is. So why am I even like? Peter Laviolette will not win. Oh my god! I, you know what? I'm not even fucking saying it because the second he does, this gets thrown in my goddamn yep, face. Don't say it. Don't say it. You know not what? No, it. fuck it. I will say it because it means the Rangers won a Stanley Cup. Peter Laviolette is not winning a Stanley Cup with the New York Rangers. If you hire Peter Laviolette, you're admitting that the one thing that matters to you is simply making the playoffs and not doing anything in the playoffs without realizing that this team is good enough to do that literally with us behind the bench, and we'd be more entertaining. Because I, you'd be on the bench barking out orders, and I'd have an iPad streaming the Met game. Like that is <laughs> that is how it would work. You'd be you'd be like, Greg, what do you think we need to switch it up? I'd be like, fucking David Peterson. If I see him one more time, I'm gonna lose my goddamn mind. I get that. Um, do you want to get to our guest? Yeah, I guess we can. All right, we're gonna have uh, oh, Ben it's Norris. Nine to two Nationals. Nice, the Nationals too. Wow, we fucking suck. <laughs> Rays are good. Uh, we're gonna have. A- hey, you know who the Mets play uh, tomorrow on Tuesday? Is, is that true? Yeah. Wow. Uh, BSB Darby, bro. Like that's ex- that's exciting, actually. No, it is not. Okay. Um. Well, Yandy's out now, so yeah, that's not good for me, Chief. I know. I know. You want him in fantasy. We're actually going to go to our, our guest Ben Norris. He's on Superstore and some other stuff, and I'm going to talk to him about his credentials and uh, along with uh, some New York Ranger stuff. So we'll be right back. With the word for our sponsor, Transition. Hey, yo, it's time to tell you about TickPick. That's right. TickPick is still giving out $15 of credit for your first purchase with promo code BLUESHIRTS on the app. I know I've told you this before, but stick with me. Even though the Rangers are not, that's right, they lost. They're not playing. You can still go to other great events with promo code BLUESHIRTS, such as the Mets, if you really wanted to, or the Yankees, or other other sports in your local area, buy using promo code BLUESHIRTS for $15 off your first purchase. Now, what do I like about TickPick? Almost everything. My favorite part is that there's no fees. And when I check out, the price I see is the price I get. I also like that it gives me the ranking of best deals or cheapest seats. It's honestly a very easy and convenient app. I, I'm, I'm friends with people. God, they're great people. The service is great. I've never had a problem. And honestly, it takes seconds to get great seats. Sometimes in Philadelphia here, I'll wait like two hours before the game. I'll just see, hey, what games are going on? Any cheap seats available? Pop right on TickPick. Bam, best deal. I know what it is. Move on to the game. Promo code BLUESHIRTS for TickPick. Tell them we sent you, and we'll, we'll get back to the show. You see it every day. The first dollar you earn from your first customer. Now it hangs on your wall at headquarters. A reminder of where you started and the promise of what's still to come. In part because you rely on Sandy Spring Bank to help you make the right choices on real estate and equipment loans, treasury management, and commercial services. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your business. Visit sandyspringbank.com business. Credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank. 
Hey, we're back with our first guest of the day. We have Ben Norris. He is known for Never Have I Ever, a Netflix series, and also a TV show called Superstore. Ben, you're an Avid Ranger fan. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm pumped to be here. I'm pumped to have you because I have to ask you about this. In 2019, there is an episode of called Sugar and Toys, and you play Shirtless Guy. What was that like? <laughs> oh, I, I'm so glad you asked, actually. Uh, I'll say it was cold and... Uh, uh, you know, not to talk shit on the production team, but I was definitely, uh, you know, I don't think anyone took into account how cold it was in there. And uh, got it. I, I just, I just remember it was like hour ten, and uh, we were doing another take, and I just, I had to, and we were stopped for a while, and I had to say something. I was like, guys, I really, I, I just need a jacket. I <laughs> like, I just need a jacket. And other than that, it was fine. <laughs> I like how they probably turned around like, dude, your your name is shirtless guy in this, this thing. Like, yeah, I was – look, I was trying to be method, but I'm yeah. just like I'm not, <laughs> I will, you know. <laughs> I, will, I will say so that I think some people know the origin story a little bit. But Ben one day just randomly DMs me on Instagram and is like, buddy, I've been listening to the show for a year. But I have to say these high school musical breakdowns are <laughs> my life. And I just, it's I, need, unbelievable. I, need from, I think it's I need, the stupidest <laughs> shit we've ever done. It's the great, I mean, it's the greatest. Ben, I need from your perspective. Uh, yeah. First of all, why? And second, how? Uh, just with the high school musical stuff or the podcast in general? I, yes. Let, we'll start with the high school musical stuff, but also the podcast stuff. Because I'm always, it blows my mind that people listen, but then it also blows my mind that, like, I got a DM from someone with 220,000 followers <laughs> on Instagram. And I'm just like, I'm a nobody. Why? How does this happen? Our Instagram account is like barely active as well. So, uh, yeah, no, I noticed that. So, uh, <laughs> so, which was so cool. Cause I was like, this will be easy to get in touch with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> so with the high school musical stuff, I mean, look, I've been consistently, I've been consistently listening to you guys since playoffs last year, uh, because my fiance and I, all we wanted to do was just consume ourselves with, uh, with the Rangers. Cause we were, you know, we were, fucking playing well you know and uh and so i've been listening to you guys and and uh and you know once greg started talking about the high school musicals i'm just like you know what man like these kids are getting are getting the clout and they're getting the airtime that they deserve even if it's just a rangers podcast okay (laughs) because like let me tell you heart and soul goes into high school musicals no matter how good or bad they are you that is your broadway you know what i mean yeah and so i'm just like man i debt my fiance and i both i just like i fucking identify with this shit <laughs> i know? was uh i was part of the backstage crew for a lot of those when i was a kid hell and yeah gotta man. be honest i was scum of the earth compared to the <laughs> so <laughs> I, was, I will say one update was uh Kev, the kid who played kevin g in mean girls one best supporting actor for like the entire region. Oh, congrats! There you now. go. See, there you they, go. They fucking short shitted Damien. Yeah, that's like, what I, I, I remember. You were telling me he was kind of the standout. He is a not star. telling me. I'm, I'm like you're telling me. Like you didn't tell. <laughs> you didn't tell me anything. I'm just. I'm listening. I'm a, no, I'm a fan. I, I, I sent. Uh, not to spoil a special podcast we're doing later this week. My friend Gene and I are going to do an entire musical podcast. But the da- Damien getting shortchanged in the awards, I saw it. It's the second. It, the Mets sucking number one made me angry. Hong Kong Harry still number two. Damien <laughs> not getting any awards. I just don't understand it. Like, what What are we doing here? And you well, know what? And you know what? Coming from someone who I, you know, when I was in, in the musicals, my, my freshman year, I was a lead. And then the second year, I didn't get a lead. So I didn't want to do it. I, everyone talked me into it. But that 
it, it was a blow on my ego. It was a blow on my motivation to be an actor. And I just hope that, you know, the high school kids who are doing the musicals out there, if you don't get a lead, it doesn't mean you can't do it. You know what I mean? It's just, it's all political. I mean, the award shows are political. I, I didn't even realize there was a regional award show for oh, high school musicals. All, that's insane. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, writing, I'm writing letters. That's all I You should. Yeah, you like- absolutely should. It's like NHL awards. Who watches all the games? They're all on at seven. Nobody watches all the players. Yeah. Nobody has no idea who's good or not. They they, they check evolving hockey and they go these these bars look blue. Well, nice. Now I will say Boston Spa. They recorded it and did send it in. So the, these <laughs> these guys these guys were hoity toity. All right. So they had video evidence. But again, if you're watching the, all right, you know what I justice for Damien. Standards, justice for Damien. I'm I'm getting him on a podcast. It's going to be the most awkward DM I ever send. Oh, you cannot do that. I, as fifty percent owner, I disagree. Uh, ben, let's talk about the Rangers. Yeah. This, oh wait, you this, know what? You know what? I would love to tell you guys how I found you guys because honestly, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of it's kind of great. I so I my second season, I was shooting. Uh, I was shooting the finale of the, of the season two of of Never Have I Ever, and uh, we just so happened to be playing the Flyers that night and uh, our coach was out with uh, COVID and it was, uh, uh, the, the <laughs> yeah yes no, it I know, was I believe it was it for. was the Knobloch night and my fiance and I we watch every game together unless someone is gonna be out for like a while right and so I'm like I'm shooting I'm out all night and so I'm like babe it's okay you can watch the game and send me updates I'm not gonna like rewatch it later and so uh, I'm I'm about to go shoot and she texts me uh Mika score whoever it was someone scored someone scored again I went to go shoot a scene I come back and then I see seven text messages and we scored again we scored again we scored again and instead of just checking the score to see if she was being for real I called her because I was like I, I I didn't know what to do and I was like are you telling me that I am I have missed this game and she's <laughs> she's like everything I told you was true and I just I could not believe it and so uh, a, a couple days later, like I just I I I consumed every single piece of media that had to do with that game because I just felt so proud of the boys, and so I was like, I need to, I need to listen to more podcasts because like, you know, and so I found you guys. I found an episode. Uh, you guys spoke a lot of shit on AV. That was funny. Uh, huge AV. I know. I, I I realized that. I was like, this is great. These are my guys. <laughs> and then uh, and then I kind of look. I'm not gonna lie. I I, I kind of fizzled out or whatever. And then last year. Last year we were on our way to uh, we were on our way for a trip and it was after it was right after game one of the Eastern Conference Finals and so once again we were like we need we need to to read and listen to everything and so my fiance is like I did find these other guys uh, we should listen to one of their episodes and then we started listening to them like I recognize this one voice Greg you <laughs> I was like I recognize this voice and then I realized it this was like this, it was the same podcast as uh, as the Flyers one so I've look I've been listening to you guys since and uh, you guys are electric man it's great it's great appreciate it appreciate it buddy uh, we got uh, I cannot tell you like, when we actually meet people in person it's shocking we go like, you <laughs> you what it's like yeah man you got me through like hard times uh, hell overseas. yeah when I was in the army I was like what <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, I was at I was in my living room in my underwear, like <laughs> talking about the Rangers. What are we doing here? You never um, know, man. You never know who you're gonna reach. You know, you you really don't. It is insane. Um, let's recap a little bit about where you're at with the Rangers right now. Yeah, because because I'm miserable, and yeah. I really think that it's if tough. we win that game seven, we're still in the playoffs, right? As I, as we're speaking right now. Yeah. And uh, we now we now and we no longer have a coach. We have a lot of contracts. And where are you at mentally? 
Look, mentally, I, I've had to. Uh, I had a. There was a rough couple days after you know Tough. after the devastation, and uh, I I even went as far as canceling my low HUD subscription. Where I, where <laughs> Vince, I, rest I in peace. I'm sorry to Vince. I'm I'm sorry to Vince. I just I just was like I can't I can't do this right now. It's mental health. I just can't do this right now. And so, look, I I'm trying to ha- I'm trying to put a positive spin on it. Right. I think that I was so I was so excited when we got. Tarasenko and then you know and then it was like we could still get Kane and it was like I I was like cautiously optimistic like I don't want to say I was the guy to be like I don't know if this is a good idea but I definitely was kind of like man like how many fucking cooks are we bringing into the kitchen but it's fine it's gonna be fine because we're gonna have on paper the greatest team I've ever seen and and uh and I just it they they broke my heart they really broke my heart. And it was just so different from last year. Last year, it just seemed like, you know, we were fitting square pegs into square holes and circle pegs into circle holes. Like, we just, we we needed a few pieces to get the job done, and we got the guys who were going to get the job done. We had role players. And uh, I'm afraid we got away from that a little bit this season. And, um, man, these, uh, our core guys are, uh, they're not young, um they're not young and so this whole window is like ah shit you know but um I think if we bring in the right coach next season and I think if um if some of the young guys take another step up I do think we'll be okay and we have Igor we'll we'll be okay with Igor but uh I don't know this one this one was man this was tough to swallow especially to the fucking devils like so tough to swallow, you know. I'm with you on that. Greg is still has them like ranked like ninth on his rival. Uh, seriously, seriously, like <laughs> like eight. I just I, I again even because of that series. I there's a part of me that it's always funny when the Devils got eliminated. And we're like, yeah, well, at least we beat the Rangers. I was still like, yeah, cool, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, I just I, I hate I, the Rangers more than they hate us. It's fine. Like, yeah, it's... they can't really say anything that hurts me. I don't know. I just like this one series. I don't think. And Ben, I'm curious to get your take. Yeah. I didn't see it as much as the Devils winning as much as the Rangers losing. Like, I I blame the Rangers for their failures. I'm not necessarily crediting the Devils. The Devils deserve credit. They played well. They found a way to beat the Rangers, and the Rangers never counter-served. At the same time, like, while I will tip my cap to the Devils, I'm much more annoyed at the Rangers than I am annoyed by the fact that the Devils won. Yeah, me too. And also, look, I do think we got outcoached. I think after the second game, I think, I I, I mean, I think Ruff took took Gallant to, like, the fucking... He took he him did. out back. Uh, and Burnett like, helped him, yeah. I swear. Because I don't know if Ruff can still read, but like it <laughs> it, it definitely the, the coaching changes were I, look, undeniable. I, I think he got out coached, but I don't know, man. I it's it's weird because I, I I'm not gonna lie, I did see a little bit of us last year in the Devils this year, and it's like the whole season the Devils outperformed what they were supposed to do. And I felt like that was kind of us last season. I feel like all Rangers fans were like, no, I know how good this team is. We're supposed to be in the top of the pack when every other analyst is just like, the Rangers, they're really good, but they'll fizzle out. They don't have the this. They don't have the that. They'll be. And like, I feel like we were all like, no, like this team has a shot. And I feel like that. I feel like the Devils kind of had that swagger coming into this year's playoffs. Um, but Greg, I agree with you, dude. We have all of these guys who are just like, you know, 
some of the some of the greats are on our team right now. Some of the Ranger greats are on our team right now, and uh, some of them didn't show up. And look, my guy is Mika. Mika's been my guy for years. I I am in love. I'm in love with that guy. I mean, my fiance is number one, obviously, always. But like, <laughs> I am in love with Mika. You're in a safe space, by the way. This so. is, I know it is. And and look, I, Mika's like I, I've been screaming about this. Like Mika's like a top five two way center, dude. Like he's a 200 foot player, and um. This was like the first time I was like, I was just like kind of disappointed. It's kind of well, last year. He, last year he was totally invisible until he became a man. Until he became exactly, exactly right, and then we kind of forgot about him being invisible because he went how many it was like twenty four points or something like whatever, was whatever it was. It was insane, but um, I don't know, man. We didn't we didn't show up. There were certain guys. I mean, you have Tyler Mott, who's just like an energy an energizer bunny. He's just working his ass off every second of the game. Like Gaudreau too. Like I was man, proud there were of Gaudreau. Games the like line was the best line. The best Scary. line. The best yeah. line. It it it. The entire Rangers series can be summarized best by saying the Rangers' best players and the ones we'll feel best about after everything's said and done was essentially Capococco, Barclay Goodrow, and Tyler Mott. Yeah, I'm I happy agree. Those three guys played well, but if those are the three guys I'm walking away being like, these are my best three players, my next sentence is like, yeah, it made sense that we lost. Yeah, we're not getting anywhere. We need we need our stars to show up. Like you need your stars to show up. You know, you need your big guys to. To show up, my my dad is a big like he's he's just so nervous that like Panarin's just not a playoff player, you know, like that's his. That's like, such a dad biggest, take, though. It's such it's a, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, my I know my dad's gonna listen to this and he's gonna be like, yeah, you know, he's like, oh, what can yeah. I say, you know? But <laughs> he's not the he's not the only one. People we like love and respect have been like, hey guys, would you consider trading Panarin? Like, what? Yeah, yeah. Which I'm not. I'm not for that. I'm not for that. I don't need that no, shit. No, it's like he's a hundred point player. Yeah, and yeah, and, and not for nothing. I don't know if Panarin ever really loved Gerard Gallant. Yeah, not no, sure definitely they not. Ever, they sure, were sure ever smooching in the like closet. It. Sure. Sure, didn't sound like and, it. And and we know Kako didn't didn't like it. Kako hated his ass. And, <laughs> and let me tell you, I will say Kako is is that dude who just like in the last couple of, like now at this point this season, anytime he touched the puck, I just kind of assumed like, okay, cool, we're not gonna have a turnover just yet. Like he just the way he shields the puck is like unbelievable. Like I don't know if I've seen anything like it. Um in the last in the last few years. Not and, for the Rangers. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, not not on not. our team. And um I don't know. I mean, I, I've been listening to you guys. I mean, I kind of know how you guys feel, but once again, I mean, how do we? How are we feeling about the future? What's... Well, I think let's let's turn this question. You know how we feel, so let's put it on you. There's an obvious coaching candidate that needs to be brought in by the New York Rangers. Who's your guy? My guy is Knobloch. Yes. I I just I don't know. Like, look, he's been he's been in he's been with the with the organization for a number of years. And, uh, you know, jury obviously saw something in him and, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I, look, this is kind of funny. It's, I'm like with a lot of people in my industry, a lot, there are a lot of gatekeepers, right. And, and it's, it's hard to be a fresh face face and like break out, but you know, there are certain people that you, you watch and you're just like, man, this dude is so talented. How is he not getting a shot? You know, it's because there's still a result, a revolving door of movie stars and TV stars. And there are so many people who deserve a shot. And you're describing the NHL. Perfectly, that's what I'm right? saying. Like that. Yeah. It's the same could be said for that. It's like, you know, just try something new. Just try something new. And we look, we did it with with Quinn. I mean, kind, you know, we. We basically did it with Quinn. He was. We were a cup or bust though with Quinn. That's yeah, the, that's he... the difference, and that's like I'm not sure James Dolan. Like, look, I think 
I think fans think James Dolan has a lot more hands-on with his Ranger teams than he usually or used to. Right. I think this is the most hands-off he's been with this Ranger team in a long time. I'm not saying Chris Drury is like, like I think Chris Drury is a great GM. I still think his job could be in trouble if this team flames out in a big way in the yeah. next couple of years. Yeah, no, no matter what, even though he's been awesome, that's great. But Dolan's not involved in this. So I, I think it's Chris Drury's call. And Dolan's going to say, Chris... This is yours. Like, whoever it is, that's great. But if you fuck up, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're out of here, too. So that's why Chris Drury is like, do I want to take a bet on, like, my friend and someone I believe in or someone I chose? Or do I want to play the safe route with NHL experience? And then maybe I can blame this guy one more time, get one more coach, and get one more three more run after that. After what, that. I'm, what I'm hearing from you, Ben, is that you think Peter Laviolette's Hollywood equivalent is like William Fickner. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, pretty much. That's really funny. Yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty much, man. I mean, uh, what a funny. Uh, that's such a funny comparison. Not, I, I'm, I'm literally googling this person. You, so. you know, I mean, it's, he's in I do, and now that I see his face, great, I absolutely great character in Armageddon. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> great character he's, in Armageddon. He's just, he's literally in everything, though. It's so yeah, funny. He is a that guy. He's definitely a that guy. Uh, he is because I, I know a general amount of actors, and I just saw his face. I was like, oh, that guy. Yeah. It, now is 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 Laviolette like is does it does it feel like he's the top choice? I know I know I've seen Babcock's name like kind of a lot recently, but it, it is just, is there I mean, a clear top choice? I I don't. It just like if you read the tea leaves, and it's just like if you. It, I know you don't read Vince anymore, so I'll. <laughs> uh, I, I read his like I read like the the tweet headlines. Okay, yeah, that's if, what I read. If you if you read Vince, if you read Molly, <laughs> if you read everybody, and you just like you take out the keywords and you do like a like a word cloud Google search of everything that they're saying, every single time it just like results in an image of Peter Laviolette yeah. in my head, where it's I just to me, it's it's less Laviolette specifically and more just what Laviolette represents, which is retread coaching hire that I'm just so uninterested in because we said it earlier in the podcast with the retreads, you know what the ceiling is and you know that there is a ceiling and this, this team, I'll, I'll, for, I'll, I'll phrase it in a question for you, Ben, regardless of coach, you feel like this Ranger team's a playoff team next year? Yes, I do. So it, irregardless of the coach. So then like, what are we, what are we doing? Why are we so concerned about like bringing in another guy that is going to do something that literally any of the three of us could do if we were behind the bench? Shouldn't we be focusing on someone that could possibly do something different come crunch time where like we know what we know what Laviolette will do if he faces adversity. We know what Bobcock will do if he faces adversity. Usually slap someone in the back of the head. We know what like Joel Quenville will do in the face of adversity. We just know what these guys are going to do. It's so damn boring yeah where like if if i'm going to let, let's be honest only one team raises the cup the odds of your team being the team that stands at the end of the finish line as number one slim yeah so like i'd rather fail not knowing what my ceiling is than not than reach my goal and know that like i'm not getting above this because it's just another second round playoff exit i agree i i totally agree and honestly i mean isn't this isn't this kind of exactly what happened with with John Cooper? Like, is like where did yes. where didn't did he did he come up through the organization? I I don't know if he came up. I don't know the ben, full Bender came Cooper. up through Colorado though. Okay, yeah, Bender did come up through. But yeah, Rod, Cooper, Rod, Cooper was Rod a lawyer. Is, then he coached, and then he was like, "Fuck it, I guess I'll be the great NHL right. coach." Rod Rod is still on his first. Team yeah, Rod is Carolina. still on. Yep, yep. 
Well, Rod's a legend as well in Carolina, so he is. That does, that does help him. Uh, he'll never leave. He'll well, never, I ever leave. I have uh, I I have this like kind of running bet with myself with literally no one else on earth but it's just with myself and uh and either way i win because if i win i win and if i lose then the other part of me <laughs> wins so but anyway i uh, i i really i really see and this isn't a now and i'm sorry it's a little off topic it's a future thing but like i can see uh i can see Kreider being our coach one day like i could see him being the Ranger guy. Like, I could see him being the Rod the Bod guy. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I, but I could also see him, like, conducting symphonies in Belarus. <laughs> Same. Yeah, like, but he, he's... Or he's winning, like a Nobel, no, winning a Nobel Peace Prize for something yeah. that we didn't know that he did. Yeah, whatever. You know? I don't quite... I, like, I know what clean energy is, but it's one of those <laughs> catchphrases that you don't entirely know. And I could see in, like, 12 years, Chris Kreider is the guy who, like, turned crystal meth into this yeah. world-saving energy Crider's like the 19th name on the authorization for cold fusion. Yeah, like 100%. That's, yeah. that's where we're at. When I watch his interviews, I make sure I have a dictionary like ready <laughs> ready to go because or a thesaurus. I'm just like I I'm like what 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 was that? Like the per- the perfect coach is Steve Valakai. I just don't want to hate the guy. I love, so I love Stevie V. Yeah, we well, I die for Valley right now. And like <laughs> I just don't there's, I just want a coach I'd die for, and I just don't have that guy. Yeah. I've never had it. I will say, I mean, I, we we uh, we look, we we watch every post game show, and it's like it's yes, of course, it's because we want to break down in the game and we want to like consume even more, you know, shit. But like, it's Valley, man. Valley's a star, and like he's the way he breaks things down. Like he's, you know, it's so it's so funny how. You know, everyone's brain works differently, right? And you have you have the guys on the ice who are the stars and everything like that. But sometimes it doesn't translate, you know, into coaching, into seeing ice the ice a certain way. And you take a guy like like Stevie V, who is just like, you know, he was just a run of the mill kind of like journeyman, and uh, everything he says, you're just like, oh my god, that's brilliant. You know, not everything, and I but have most to be honest, things. Like I- I've had the opportunity to talk to Steve off ice uh, once or twice, and it's a he's you think he's cool in post game. He's way cooler offline, which is the most obnoxious thing. Like, <laughs> it's it's the worst thing of all time. Uh, Ryan, I'd be more impressed if you actually talked to him on ice. Okay, sorry, I can't. I, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but many podcast listeners or people that rather many reply guys will tell you you can't skate, and I can't. So thanks, Ben. Ben, what I'm getting from you again is that you don't want Mark Messier as the Rangers coach. Look, I. Uh... Mark Messier yeah, was the most political answer I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was my favorite athlete growing up. Him and of course Derek Jeter. And uh, I I I <laughs> I know I know. Uh, look, I I love the guy. I uh, my first cameo was from him from my from my fiance yeah. from my fiance. And uh, I've also met Mark Messier a couple times. And. Oh. Uh, no, you ask him if I, he wants to coach because he would say yes. No, I, I was I was way <laughs> younger and uh, he was playing, but I uh, he he still would have said yes. No, I, I I don't think I would want him as the coach. I don't know. I I don't know. He he belongs on ESPN. He's fine just, on ESPN. Just Google Mark Messier business decisions and see how many times he's <laughs> flamed out on those, and then let me know if you want him choosing with the lines. Hit me up. Yeah, uh, no, I don't. I don't see him as. A, I don't know. I don't see him as a coach. Well, hey, let, let's. I want to stay on the '94 Rangers for just a second. Great. If they make a movie about the 94 Rangers, which Ranger do you play? And is it Sergei Zubov? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you know what? I'll stick with that. No, I'm a, I'm a, 
Don't say Glenn I, Anderson. We've been very mean to Glenn. No, Anderson. no, Glenn no. The other no. Day. I, I had to walk by him. Growing, <laughs> growing up, goalies were always my favorite uh, position. They were my favorite players. So, uh, yeah, Richter's a legend. Yeah, Richter, man. Yeah, but I want to play Richter. Ben, I, I don't mean to be your agent. What? I'm going to be your agent for a second. I don't look like Richter. No, but you're, you're picking a role. You're picking a role in which you're going to be wearing a mask the entire movie. Yeah, we got to show the goods. We got to show the goods, man. Uh, Greg, have you ever heard "Less is More"? <laughs> I, you know what? Not I'm, on this I'm, podcast. You got, you got the lettuce for McTavish, and he doesn't wear a helmet. You're you can right. Let it all flow. You're right. I, I, th- I just I understand what you're saying. R- Richter's your guy. He's your favorite player. That's great and good. But I I just we need to show off the goods, man. We I need I need you front and, and even if it's not front and center, it's just. McTavish will get more face. But think time about than when Richter. he pulls the helmet off. That moment's really nice. <laughs> I mean, Mc, do... McTavish is not a bad. Uh, that's not a bad one. Amazing, uh, Greg. Anything else for our dear friend Ben here? Um, okay. What is a successful off season for you, Ben? This is a good one. Uh, a successful off season. Uh, I would say it, it. There's. There's. There are two things that go on, right? Where every off season you need. You need whatever pieces you need. Uh, to fill and uh right now we are obviously under like an insane cap crunch which is tough um every every off season's different right but i think that this season number one like i said earlier i want to make sure our young guys are taking that you know another step we we really saw it in miller this season that miller is like i love miller that's gonna be the next jersey that i buy um given that he gets a good contract um you know, obviously, obviously the coaching change for this one. Um, but man, like, I don't even know what else we just, the the right wing situation is really, is really a tough one. And I just hope we could, I could just, I just hope we could figure that out. I, I think that's like our, pretty much our top priority, right? Like, honestly, if Kako doesn't get top six minutes le- next year on with our right wing depth currently, it's like, I give up. Yeah. Well, he, like, it, 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 would you be all right if, the right wings, the number one and number two right wing next year are Kako and Lafreniere. Like, is that all right in your eyes? Do you think if it's not Kane, do they need to bring someone in to eat that second top six right wing spot to go with Kako? Uh, I, man, it's tough. I feel like I would have to, I feel like I would have to see like a good 15 games of Lof playing on the right side in order to answer that question. I think he could do it, right? Like, why can't he do it? They just didn't give him the time. They didn't give him the time. Like, I know that they tried him out, but they didn't really give him the time. Krides is, look, Krides is, he's a, he's a veteran. You're not going to, you know, yeah, you're point. not going like, to, yeah, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, right? But, um, I'm, it is, it is funny while on one hand we're like, he's going to solve clean energy and write symphonies, but at the same time, <laughs> this, this man is like, he just can't play on his right. He, he can't figure out right ability. wing. Like, like, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, Zoolander, he can't like turn left, you know? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Uh, honestly, I would love it. I would love it if, if Kako and Lof are, are first and center, uh, f- uh, uh, first and second right wings, like. Why not, man? First and second picks, like those that's the that's supposed to be the future, right? Um I think you gotta do it, especially it's very frustrating. I know the Rangers were, were in legitimately in a playoff race this year, but the year before they were not. It was over yeah. in December. And those the kids should have been getting power play time all the time. And they never were. They got thirty seconds power play too. Yeah. Sometimes. 
And look, we do look. We we have VZ, right? VZ's kind of he's kind of a Swiss Swiss Army guy, right? Like he's, he's uh, technically a left wing, but he plays. Everywhere. But he but he can. I feel like he can, and he's 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 skilled, man. Like he's you don't you don't have many fourth liners that that kind of have the uh, have the skill that he has. He could um, do like fifteen goals next year. I wouldn't. Be he surprised. could. That's what I'm saying. Like he he totally could. I just. Yeah, why do, why have we had this right wing problem for like years now? Like, what is the deal? Like, what's well, going the on? The depth was like Tarasenko, Kane, and Kako, and you're like, oh my god, this uh, I'm going to print this paper and kiss it every single day. Yeah, you know, and, and in the in the Rangers' defense, they did spend two top ten draft picks on right wing. They did, and there's a third just, one in Brendan Othman hanging out there. That might he's be a left winger. Fun times. Oh Jesus so. Christ! Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but he's young enough. He's young enough. Maybe we could switch him over. You know, I just I. I've seen outfielders play both left and right field. Why is this so hard? Yeah. I just, it, I, I, I understand that it's a yeah. nuanced sport and there's difference, blah, blah, blah. I, I it just, it frustrates me to know. Well, I've never won a switch hitter. Right? I guess it would be my, my, I uh, mean, look, Othman was a star the last two seasons in his league, right? Like I there's, feel there's... Bad. He, he wasted the last year of his life and I feel bad for him. Why? Cause he switched teams and everything. Is that, no, that just, was... he didn't need to be down there. He should oh, oh there. yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Legally, I agree. Yeah. By the rules could not come I know, up. Even if he I know. Wanted. Such a yeah. weird, strange, Very strange. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ben, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Why don't you go ahead and plug uh, what's go- what you got going on, and uh, we'll let you get out of here. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, the fourth and final season of my Netflix show, it's called nice. Never Have I Ever, um, and that is coming out on June 9th. Uh, June 8th. It's coming out June 8th. Nice. We made the press tour. <laughs> That's <laughs> good. You did make the press tour. <laughs> Look, I, I've, I've done interviews, and I just I told Greg this over DMs. I'm like, done interviews but like no one lets me talk about the rangers so this is like <laughs> i'm so pumped story. to do this well awesome. listen what I, i'm gonna start talking with the other people introduced like interviewing you and i'm gonna have them work in william fickner references <laughs> throughout every interview and it's i'll know where you admire it, william fickner i'll know where it comes from i'll know where Amazing. it comes from ben thanks so much man we'll talk to you soon thank you guys hey we're back thanks to ben for joining us very fun Two runs um, against Patrick Corbin. He fucking blows. <laughs> Patrick Corbin. Uh, we're going to do some five-star questions. If you want to leave a five-star question, go to the Discord and mm. leave a five-star question. Yeah. After becoming a patron. Very easy to do. It's from Matty Jack, the legend himself. Probably will be covered during today's pod, but how much do you weigh, How much weight do you put in jury having to make the right decision here regarding coaching? Arguably the most important item he's ever dealt with thus far with a limited talent pool. A, do you think he's the right coach fixes our concerns? Or B, do you think Drury finds that best fit quote-unquote best fit aka uh, i guess but the best fit is knoblock that's the it, best I, fit i don't here's the thing i don't know if it's knoblock i'm just confident it's not anybody we have a track record with it's like not. The, the, i don't know how to better articulate where i'd rather the rangers make the wrong hire on a first-time coach than a fine hire on a retread coach just because I know how it ends with all of the guys we have a tr- uh, history with. Like, I just, it's never been more clear. It's honestly why I was super reluctant about Buck Showalter at first with the Mets. Now it's worked out a lot better than I could ever had hoped for, but I also know the Mets were a quick exit in the playoffs last year. So like, I, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather try and fail with someone on the younger side getting his first crack to leave his mark, then get a C 
with a dude I know is going to pass the test. This actually question follow up by Blue Gunner gives a little bit more into this. Uh, I agree with this first part. I disagree with the second. Given the dearth of coaching talent out there, does it make sense to give Knobloch a shot? Ethan Sears wrote a great column citing his tactical acumen, especially in game and re- relationship management skills. Seems like he checks all the boxes and can potentially unlock the younger players and unblock the vets. Small NHL sample size, of course, during COVID, but it's a decent indicator of his potential. I'm not sure it is, but this is the part I don't agree with you. Worst case scenario, it doesn't work. We just bring in Messier as a fixer. Wrong, 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 wrong. You know, you know what the funny thing is? How come I I understand part of the reason why is because Messier campaigns for all these moves, but like, mm-hmm. remember the darkness of the pandemic when you and I reviewed the '94s. Eastern Conference Final and Stanley Cup Final. Yeah, I think one of our takeaways was the hat trick wasn't as impressive. Not just that. <laughs> what, what was the big takeaway? Well, the number one takeaway we had from both series was what? Brian Leach is absolutely insane. Yeah, why isn't he ever brought up as a coach? Not Brian Leach is one of the best players I've ever watched. He's <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, is it that like we don't think Brian Brian Leach sees the game in such a way that he won't be able to articulate? He's just it not, to other not a quote unquote character guy, whereas Messier is. I've sat in on meetings with Brian Leach. In, like once upon a time, he was an MSG analyst pre Valley, so yep. I was shockingly very young, definitely hungover. Greg sat in on preseason production meetings with Brian Leach. Smart fucking guy, but like I just I think it's really funny that everyone's just like ah. There's not everyone. It's got to be the captain. It's, it's got to be the captain. It's like, no, man. But like, literally, Leach was the best player on that team. And frankly, I think Zubov would be more interesting as a coach before Messier. I think Mike Richter, the politician himself, would be a more interesting coach I, than I Messier. I promise y'all, you do not want Messier as a coach. It will, no. taint, it will taint your feeling of how you feel about him. Enjoy it. Because... Go, go look at some of Messier's business acumen. It's not the best. <laughs> yeah, it, Honestly, the, one of the best things that's ever happened to my Mets fandom is that David Wright refuses to ever go on social media. Because here's the thing. I don't need to know what a wealthy white man from Northern Virginia thinks about anything. Yep. I bet you I disagree with it. So the fact that I don't know means I just get to go through life being like, he's an angel, he's a saint, he's the greatest man in the world. It's better not to meet your heroes sometimes. This yeah. is from Inferno272. The fact that the coaches keep changing, but the results don't. Series going longer than they should. No show, no showing for important games. Does that maybe point us needing to make a huge roster move to shake the, these guys up in addition to getting a new coach? I know there's a lot. we've got a lot of no movement contracts at the Wazoo. Are you surprised by how many people seem to be very fine with trading Artemi Panarin? I am, actually. I don't think that... I want to make sure this is clear. I don't think Inferno is insinuating that. No, um, but I've seen it enough from people that I don't normally see it from, where I go, I can't believe we're actually talking about this. Yeah, it is a little shocking. Or, or, Artemi Panarin is an extremely good hockey player who has had two bad playoff series. One where he went 16 for 20, 16 points to 20 games, which is not the end of the world, in case you're wondering. And uh, this one... Play with he, a back injury, by the yep. way. Yep. And this one where he had a complete stinker, no doubt about it. Clearly got down on himself. Get that. Uh, not really looking to move on from him. I think no. he has a lot of potential still to game break series. Not, not just at- that, but who are you honestly getting in a trade that will come within 90% of Artemi Panarin? Nobody, buddy. Not for you're that not, price. Yeah, not in the NHL. Like, I, I, I've seen enough people being like, oh, we could just get Marner. I'm not a Marner guy. He doesn't do it for me. I don't really doesn't do it for me either. I, I, I and I don't think the Leafs do that straight up anyway. No, but he's a Toronto boy. Sure, but like he's from there. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, I just I I I, I compare. I, this I don't Panarin see the stuff. big shakeup that everyone else sees. Yeah, I compare this Panarin stuff a lot to uh, 
Carlos Beltran taking that strike three in game seven of 2006, where like he takes that strike and it seems to define his career with the Mets more than anything else. And it's like, it's really hard for some people to understand the truth that is if Carlos Beltran rightfully gets elected into the National Baseball Hall of Fame, he's going in wearing a Met hat. And people are just like, that can't be. What are you talking about? Yeah. I'm but- like, you think you're thinking about one moment where he failed. And forget that that moment is humanly possible because he was fucking great. Like it's, there, I, it's, We have a question later on from uh, Burnett's Golf Cart Emporium. Is Panarin in a first for Marner? Would you do it? And the answer is no. No. I also, it's nuts that I would have to give up a first. Like, <laughs> I, I'm Except giving up like, the, in my head, best I'm, in the game. Yeah, I'm giving up the two best assets in that trade. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, maybe, maybe it's just like my Leafs biases. I, I truly think Mitch Marner is a fucking fraud. Like, I, I don't believe in him. Love how strong you feel that. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, don't, I, I don't watch I, enough Marner to really have a strong, strong opinion on him. I'm trying to think of who I would compare him to in baseball. Bryce Harper. I like Bryce, though. Yeah, he's a fucking bitch. It's still a really, he's a great player. He's the whole reason we did bitch or no bitch. I, I know, but he's come around a lot. He's a bitch. <laughs> I, I don't think I agree anymore. <laughs> How many rings does he have? Zero X. Yeah. <laughs> Nationals won one the second he left, right? Yeah, Juan Soto, God himself. Yeah, Anthony Rendon, Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg. Those right, guys m- more uh, Strasburg done forever. More uh, more questions now. Here we go. So, to be or not to be, since we're in the offseason now and constantly Good thinking name, about the way. next co- great name, uh, constantly thinking about the next coach is going to be giving me a headache. Here's a fun one. Insert the Rangers into Fast and the Furious franchise. Who's in and who? <laughs> who's who and what cars are they? It's we don't tough. have enough time for this. It's tough. Um we don't have enough time. We can't do this. This is, but this is a perfect summer. Summer. We'll have yeah, to bring come back Gemma to us. On. Tag us in July. I'm. I'm. Fun story. Uh, I'm going to Boston to see Fast Ten with Mike. That's one of the most Greg things I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. Um, yeah, golf cart. Golf cart enthusiast. Do we think laugh not going to right wing was more of a laughing or galant thing? I think we answered this last week, but uh, yeah, but it's worth it's worth revisiting. I I just think it's a perfect storm both where. Gallant was looking for an excuse to not play him on the right, mm-hmm. and Laugh was a willing participant in giving him excuses. I, I like I, I think Laugh kept saying my preference is not to play the right, and Gallant would go see he can't play the right, and use like we have enough evidence now to know that Drury would ask Gallant to do something, he'd do it reluctantly, and then within three games he would use the evidence of it not working as why it shouldn't happen, as opposed to trying to find a reason to make it work. Like, we saw it with Kravtsov, we saw it with Laugh, we saw it with moving the kids up to the top six. We we saw it so many different ways. The way Drury would come with a suggestion, Glant wouldn't want to do it, would do it reluctantly just to shut the president up, and then within 72 hours he'd be allowed to undo it because he would have this quote-unquote evidence that suggests the thing is not going to work out the way Drury would want. So I think, like, a different coach would find a way or have a longer leash to see if Laugh can work on the right wing. And I think a different coach would approach the situation with a different mindset that would help the player buy in to playing on the right wing. I just think it was a perfect storm of Laugh wasn't feeling 100% comfortable with it, Gallant didn't want to do it, so Gallant used Laugh's uncomfortability as his reason not to do it. But I think a different coach can massage that situation differently. Absolutely. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. This is from Keith and chatting over. Uh... Thoughts on bringing Stepan back, a cheap deal for death. Some of his analytics aren't too shabby. I just don't think they're going to do that. Um, I just, I also don't they're going to really bring care. back Mott instead. I just don't care about the like. The third line is going to have one of Trocheck and Heedle, so we're talking about who the fourth line center is. 
And while, like, if it's Barclay Goodrow, I feel great. If it's not Barclay Goodrow, like, quite frankly, I feel fine if it's, like, Johnny Brzezinski type. Like, just get me a hard worker on a cheap contract. I'm good with it. This is from Frankie Marzano. Do you guys have full faith in Jury in head coaching search, or are you more worried that he's going to make the wrong decision? Since it's almost been an A-plus GM outside of his first week or two, I know it feels like he knows how to find what this team truly needs. Uh, it. I don't know if there's something. I, I think he knows what this team truly needs, but that that, that person is in Pittsburgh. <laughs> so unfortunately, Mike Brooks Sullivan's is not available. So hard to make it happen. Brooks is literally trying to like Mike Piazza it. <laughs> if that's a reference of Mike and the Mad Dog brought Mike Piazza to the Mets, but anyway. Yeah, no, it, and it's also 100 percent fact. It's true. Yeah, I know. Crazy time that we lived in, where the uh, Mets might have not traded for Mike Piazza. This is from my entire this, life's different, but. To, just to answer the question mm-hmm. from my perspective, like my fear is that Drury is just going to 200 hockey men it up. But I also don't know. I, I, if it's Knobloch, I'm just going to be so relieved. Really? Same. I think my overwhelming feeling is not, it's going to be less excitement and more just relief. That yeah, we get to learn. Else. We get to learn. There's so much to like. Well, just like, there, there are possibilities that we don't know. Right. Whereas I, every other thing, I just know I know the ending. Maybe I can hate the guy. Maybe I can love the guy. I don't know, I'm, I, but I want to find out. Yeah. Uh, Bradley, we have all heard Tyler Mott talk about some uh, solutions presenting themselves before the offseason, and assuming he's going to resign. But what if the solution was Drury telling him he's just going to get another 1.1, 1. 1, uh, a one-year contract somewhere else, and we'll trade for him at the deadline again? Ryan, no shit. That's what I would do. Yep. Same. I have a fourth-round pick with some team's name on it already. Yeah, it just says Tyler Mott on it. <laughs> Uh, this, this is from, my Tyler Mott draft pick. Whoever signs him, it's yours at the deadline. Two more. Uh, this is from Tom Ertz. When you consider current roster, trade assets, cap space, league competition, which team is closer to winning a championship in the next five years, the Rangers or the Knicks? And why is it a lot closer than you might think otherwise? Because so, if Embiid or Giannis come to the Knicks, yeah, it is the Knicks. Exactly. I saw this question and was intrigued by it. And my answer is I will answer it firmly in September. Like if the, if the Knicks trade for Joel Embiid, it's the Knicks by a million. But if they don't do anything and they kind of just build around the fringes... They need one star next to Brunson, and then they're cooking. I think not cooking. only do they need one star next to Brunson, I think they need a move on for Randall. Um, and they also need a new coach. But... Yeah! Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they do. But they do. If, if if the Knicks build around the edges, I still think it's But the Brunson's Rangers. that guy. Period. Brunson's, End of story. Brunson's that guy. He's underpaid. It's the guy you've been waiting for as a Knicks fan for 25 years. Yeah, He's that now guy. all you gotta do is get a star to play with him. Which, if you're in New York, it shouldn't be that hard. And Joel Embiid was a former uh, Leon Rose client. Quote-unquote makes you West think. Makes you think. Makes you think. Uh, okay. This is from Paneranoid Android. Are we sure higher ratings for broadcast lead to higher league revenues, which can increase the cap? Or does the league sell its right at for a flat amount, which is usually a set reported amount, increases ratings just lead to a higher dollar avenue, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, uh, so... In short, the- does the league get rating bonuses for the annual on top of the annual rights fee? No. But if the ratings are bad, it's less likely the provider is going to want to re-up for the same bag. So the whatever time the game was played last night doesn't matter to the future of the salary cap, doesn't mean shit to any of that, which is fine. But at the same time, if the ratings stink, the next time the rights package comes up, it's going to be a different marketplace that is bidding for those rights. So it's it's not so much this one game is going to make a difference, but if these networks continue to get this information that people, regardless of what they do, just 
aren't watching, you're just going to run out of people that are going to want to drop the bag. The one thing live sports has going for itself is that it's the last thing that people watch on live TV. Like this is this is really it. It's because that and like an HBO show on Sundays. Even then, people like I I don't watch anything live. Like I don't I will just watch it the next Thrones, day. Thrones was the last thing until they botched it. Yes. Um but even then we were still like on the last legs of live te- like having cable. I yep. just the only thing the only reason cable truly exists right now is for fucking news channels and, and live, live sports. sports. That's it. So the NHL will always have that safety net, but if the ratings are bad and they're not put in a position where the ratings could actually be good, the amount of money the NHL is going to get in future deals will not be as juicy as this current deal. So it's, no, they don't get a bonus for this one game. So this game being on at 10 o'clock, who cares? The problem with this game being on at 10 o'clock, having it start, that's the crazy thing to me. It is a, it's Mother's Day. Everybody is home. You have the best player in your league playing and ESPN looked at it and was like, I'd rather Wilson Contreras be on the TV than Connor McDavid. It's a sickening. Uh, we'll be back next week. You can follow me on Twitter at Orion. You can follow Greg at Blue Shirts Break. And we'll be back, actually, if you want to listen to another episode this week, Patreon on Thursday night. What will we be talking about? Lord only knows. The Mets are losing 10-2. to Unbelievable. We'll, uh, we'll see you guys then. Love you guys. Bye. I think Joey Manessis has like seven RBIs. Unbelievable. All right, it's the end of the show. I want to thank Ben. Awesome that he even listens to us. But I got to thank everybody else as well, including this 96-name list of people that support this show that I botch every single week without fail. Adam Cassidy, Adam Cohen, Adam Cartula, Adam Linder, Adam Keach, Alex, Fl- Alex Flynn, Alex Gardner, Amber Cohensberger, Andrew Ronner, Anthony Gray, Anthony Martoro, Anthony Terragata, Ben Waters, Ben Weber, B- Brian Lomayer. Brian Lomayer, Bennett Lomayer, Bill Olson, Bill Rattel, Brandon Lacos, Brandon Magnum, Breck Ranger, Brett Guinness, Brett McGinnis, Brian Doherty, Brian Doyle, Brian Gallagher, Brian Malling, Brian Farrell, Cassidy Rollman. Love it. Chris Finelli, Chris, Chris Finelli, Chris Haru, CJ Stelwig, and Kyrie Pedemich, Daniel Delaney, Daniel Dezen, David Aaron, David Siegel, Dennis Deitz, Darian, Eric Stagg, Gabe Valley, Garrett Radis, Give Gardner a cup. Garrett Gutsman from Fly, Hayek, Waivers Happen Before Ryan Watch, Miracle, Harrison Hesco, Hello Vanilla, Hip 89, Ian Rodriguez, Ian Usher, Jack Bagley, two times. I don't know why. James Masker, James, Jerry Marquez, Jason Zabransky, John Jacques, Francois, Jean Jean, Jimmy Mack, John Hardesty, John Shea, Johnny Thundercock, George, Jordan, Josh Keshebob, Joshua Zarkin, Christopher Florida, Christoph Berg, Le- Leshik, Gronowski, Lou Giordano, Matthew Kind, the legend himself, Meatball the Cat, the Cat himself, Mike Buckloff, Mike Buckle himself, Mike Manasku, Mancuso, I don't know why I called you Manasco. Mike Mancuso, I'm struggling. Mike Pasternak, Nate Hanafy, Neil Grover, Nikki Palms, Nicholas DiNicola, Other Slash, Pascal Perrier, Paul J. Smith, Pavel, no last name because I can't pronounce it, PJ Sisparo, Pearl World Taste Gaming, Randy Tessier, Ryan Took, Stig Bullbox, Swinegard, The Drop BK, Tommy Seclary, Tommy Tedeschi, Tommy O'Neill, Tony Gregory, Tony Gregory, two first names himself, Tori from Manhattan, the original supporter, Vinny Brocco, Vinny Hay, Will, Wayne E, Will Spector, and Winston, the Golden Retriever. Bark, 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 bark. The summer of speculation is here, and I certainly cannot wait for more Larry Brooks articles. Um, Larry's a legend. I, I I know a lot of people have a lot of strong feelings about Larry Brooks, but boy, there's nothing more entertaining than a new Larry. I, I am embarrassed sometimes of how quickly I click in a uh, Larry Brooks link. You, you'll never really find me clicking links on Twitter. 
I'll scroll by things. Look, I think I think a lot of the times on links on Twitter and other places, I'm like, eh, I'm not going to click that. I'm pretty anti-link, but I am pro Zelda. Thank you, thank you, everybody. Uh, but in this case, with Larry, I always click. I'm like, man, what's he got to say? He he just comes up like we host this show. I, I live and breathe Rangers 365. We talk about we do two episodes a week all year round, no matter what about the Rangers, talking about them, thinking about them. And Larry comes up with stuff I can never think of. It's like, how do you get there? Oh my God, he's a genius. Love him. Uh, I I do love Vince and Molly and all the others as well. Not all the others, but I do love Vince, Molly, and Colin. I think that covers it. Uh, Johnny, I guess. Is Johnny a beat writer now? I have no idea. Someone tell me. All right. Uh, we'll be back later this week with PSBOTs. I'll talk to you guys then. Thank you so much for the support. And uh, boy, it's a long time till hockey. And a lot to do this summer. A lot. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com.